Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to this extra special steamy edition of Caged In Presents Copla Connections. This one's a bit different to how we usually do things because we have broken the rules, baby. We are talking about a film that has no Copla connection whatsoever, but is part of a trilogy that does have Copla connections and we really needed to talk about this one. It is, of course, the first in the Fifty Shades trilogy. Fifty Shades of Grey. And uh, my guest is Charlie Veramartin, who will be joining me for the whole Fifty Shades saga. Uh, one dropping today, one dropping in the Christmas perineum, and the final episode dropping on, well, as close to Valentine's Day as we can get it. We'll be talking about all the ins and outs of this film, every whip, slap, and shag that happens. So, spoiler warnings do apply if you're new to this podcast what we usually do is watch every single film in the collective Coppola family filmography to determine are they the greatest film family of all time obviously we'll be getting into that when we get to 50 shades darker and the Coppola connection being john schwartzman who was the dop for the second and third installment in this franchise however now it's time to get stalked by a businessman sign some ndas in a weird sex contract as we don't make some copla connections week's film has no Coppola connection whatsoever but it is the first in a trilogy that does when I floated this to to this week's guest they said we could just talk about this on the second in the trilogy episode as a little bit but I feel like there's too much to talk about so we're gonna have to talk about the whole thing uh the (laughs) the film in question is the first in the 50 shades trilogy Fifty Shades of Grey, released in 2015, 
directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, adapted to the screen by Kelly Marcel, who recently wrote Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, based on the E.L. James novel of the same name, this film stars Dakota Johnson, Jamie Dornan, Jennifer Earle, and Marcia Gay Harden. So, joining me in Mr. Gray's playroom to discuss whether this film <laughs> is orgasmic bliss or just a big old pile of abusive shit is writer, comedian, <laughs> and actor Charlie Vero Martin. How are you, Charlie? Hello, I'm well, thank you. Um, I, I would actually like to put it on record right now that when we first discussed the idea of me coming on to this show, <laughs> I signed up to talking about saving Mr. Banks. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. And somehow I've ended up doing a three-part episode yep. <laughs> um, about the Fifty Shades trilogy. Well, and you, I just want to put it on record that that wasn't how I expected things to go. You have instantly come into the uh, Copla Connections Hall of Fame. By, I think I think flippantly, <laughs> like I put out an open call, being like, "Anyone want to come talk about the uh, uh, Fifty Shades of uh, Grey films?" And you went, "Yeah, that that would that could be fun." And I think for you, it was a, a flippant remark. For me, it's like, right, that's logged. Like, and <laughs> I, I, the only reason we're not talking about saving Mr. Banks, and here, here's a great little connection as well, is co-written by Kelly Marcel. So there is, oh. there is, there is a, a connection to that okay. film so we're, we're not out of the i don't know we're not out of the world of still being tangentially connected um did this mean that so did you put the call out because we i was already i was like oh yeah at some point we've said we'll talk about saving mr banks had you approached other people about doing 50 shades and they'd refused and so you had to put the call out no or... i just put the call out because i was like you never know there could be like <laughs> It could be people I know or whatever who are ardent fans. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, it's right. that thing of, I just give like an, like when I send, when I invite people on the podcast, like I did with you, I just send them a, like, list. a yeah, yeah. A, a Google Sheets list and be like, pick, pick a film. And then, and then, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what came over me. Maybe it was like, this <laughs> one feels like if 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 somebody's willing to agree to do it on twitter they must have some interest in the film so thank <laughs> yeah i mean i'd never seen the film until having to watch it for this mm -hmm. but i think i was like i couldn't remember when we'd agreed to do saving mr banks and i was like well i i don't mind i'll watch either let's do this one and i think they are very different films <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the only reason we're not doing Saving Mr. Banks is there's like, as you can imagine, there's so many people who just like jump at the chance to talk about Jason Schwartzman films. So I'm kind of like right. in this like to and fro of like, do I just like, I don't know, like I, I, I nearly said, I, well, I'm going to say it anyway, blow my load too early on loads of Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> it feels, that feels like ter a terrible phrase to use, especially when talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, it feels like the most appropriate place yeah, to use. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel we're going to get into saying all far much worse, much worse <laughs> things. So, um, so, so and also on the same level of not very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> as well. So obviously, you said that this was your first time watching the film, but how how aware were you of the phenomenon that is the Fifty Shades of Grey? 
like universe? Um, I was fairly aware. I've not read the books either. I remember when the books came out, hearing lines from them and being like, no, <laughs> I don't want to read that. I don't want to see it. And I, I remember I used to work, I worked in an office for a few years that I really hated. And there were like women in the office who like read the books and thought it was the sexiest thing in the world. And I was just like, no, this just does. I feel like if this is sexy for you, I don't know if it's sexy for me, which sounds really harsh, actually, now that I say that out loud. Um, but that that's kind of I, I there are certain people in my head that I used to work in an office with who used to love the books and the films. And so I very much attach it to them and you know when you're like i don't want to imagine colleague sex life yes that's yeah um so it's like i don't need to imagine her sex life um and and also i remember like having quite a few friends who like work in the sort of uh like who work in like sex work or speak very openly about um like sex sexuality and female sexuality being like this isn't actually a very positive mm -hmm. uh, move for female sexuality and i'm like ah, okay i don't need to invest in this then yeah um uh <laughs> yeah so that's and i did actually think when you asked when i when i signed up to saying oh, oh okay i'll read i'll watch this film i did think maybe i should read the book first because i do tend to like to read books mm -hmm. along with watching the films and um and then I thought, no, you're not paying me. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I thought about it. Like every, since, since this is kind of like was on the list, every month when I get my Audible like email being like, you have a new credit. I'm always like, should I? Should And I, I just, it, there's something, there's, well, I guess it's, yeah, best to talk about the kind of the beginnings of E.L. James's novels and the mm. fact that they're, they're twilight fan fiction and she's described it herself as like it's this this is like her midlife crisis was writing these mm -hmm. novels and it's like i yeah i didn't realize she was british i <sighs> thought she was american or northern american uh, like and until when i looked her up and i was like oh she's from like buckinghamshire or something yeah she's english and i was like oh crazy um but also because I'd heard initially that it was Twilight inspired, I assumed that it was also going to be somewhat mystical. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, no, it's just about uh, like a guy who works in an office. <laughs> like, yes. that's it. like It's not. I was like, how is any of this sexy? <laughs> what? If, if it had been BDSM with vampires, then I could have maybe got it. But I'm like, mm -hmm. what's the connection? I don't know. Well, I think, yeah, I think if this was, like, based in a fantasy land, it could get away with a lot of the stuff that it does, because we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it a, a bit further on down the line, but the messaging in this film is icky. Like, it, it makes yeah. you feel gross. Um, and to your point of, like, the people who would read the books and kind of talk about it, I remember my mum read these right. books and, like... <laughs> So that point yeah. of like not want like if do you know I mean she's kind of like going, oh I read a bit oh there's a bit last uh, night yeah. oh and it's been like oh, I don't want to know what what what, exactly. what that is exactly like, like, yeah I don't 
I don't want to be sharing sexual fantasies with you. Like, oh. no, that's not our relationship. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think that's it. The sort of people I knew who were really into it, I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> we don't need to have this in our relationship. Um, definitely not. So as, as different as this episode is, I'm still going to ask you like I do to all my guests. Okay. Uh, so you give us a brief plot synopsis of this film kind of set it up for us before we dive into it (laughs) um well i mean it's it's a classic girl meets boy (laughs) kind of story and she is a student who's about to graduate even though she doesn't have a working computer um which i first thing i didn't understand um (laughs) and she falls for this guy who's like a young multi-millionaire um who she's interviewing and basically she kind of like she falls for him and he falls for her and that should be fine except for he's gone through child abuse and is obviously traumatized and then is gaslighting her into an unhealthy sexual relationship and um and we think it's all okay because we like capitalism. That would be my summary <laughs> of, of it all. That is a perfect uh, synopsis for this film. It's not a lot happens. This is a t- this is no. film's got a two hour runtime. So like let- two hours and it ends on a cliffhanger. Like, <laughs> mm. it, 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 no, it very much put like feels like I, d- I don't know like. You know, like how the the Hobbit, it's like it's like films. They're like that's one book that is separated yeah. into into three films, and it very much felt yeah. like that in a way. In 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 the fact that there's not enough. It didn't feel like there was enough story no. to pad out a whole film, and it's like no, it's, there's not even enough sex to pad out a whole yeah. film. That's two hours. Like, yeah, if it was wall-to-wall banging, I would have been like, right, this is salacious, this is grimy, this is dirty, like, let's let's really, like, get balls out and go for it. But it it, it doesn't do that. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't. I think, how many sex scenes are there? Are there four? Yeah, yeah, like... (laughs) And they're all, like, the the sex in this, uh, so, yeah, we'll get into it nicer. It's vanilla as hell. Like for a film yeah. that like, kind of is about BDSM, supposedly. Yeah. Like, I I, yeah. I I read online that like like you saying about speaking to friends. Um, this doesn't get the the dom sub relationship. No, right and, at if, all. and but also from it also kind of makes it worse as well it gets all the things that are maybe good about that like being consensual and communicating what you want and what you need and having like a you know a relationship that's like sexually open and like you know open with your partner and not shameful but makes it all of those things it makes it one-sided and kind of i don't know like not consensual and um, it's very it's very weird. Mm-hmm. It gets it gets all the things that could have been nice and healthy about this <laughs> wrong. Um, and all the things that could have been like, ooh, salacious and fun, 
boring. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's kind of talk. Like you mentioned, uh, they, that like she goes to interview him. That is literally how this film opens, right? It's kind of like yeah. I, I I was like, are we going to get to know anyone here? And it is kind of like bang into it. And this is the kind of chat we get in that meeting. Uh, you are very young to have amassed such an empire. To what do you to owe To what your... do I owe my success? Yep. Seriously? Yes. Business is about people. And I've always been good at people. No, you're not. What motivates you're them, bad what incentivizes them, what inspires them. No, you're not. You gaslight Maybe you're them. just lucky. <laughs> That's also rude. I've always found that the harder I work, the more luck I seem to have. The key yeah. to my success has been in identifying talented individuals and harnessing their efforts. So you're a control freak? Oh, I exercise control in all things, Miss Steele. <laughs> it's so gross. It's so do we ever do we ever find out what he actually does? No, they get that. that <laughs> like, so my notes for this film is a litany of questions that, like, I've, what does he actually do for a living? What, like, what does he do? Like, oh, it's like, why, why should we care? Like, I don't know. Like, this film really tries to, in those opening moments, really paint a picture, especially like who she is. We're supposed to believe, like, oh, she's she's innocent and twee because she went and, and like, she's a plain yeah. Jane, right? Can we? Okay, so I have quite a lot to say about that. Because <laughs> in my summary, I almost said about how, like, so actually, in I think, I think I am the opposite to everything this film wanted the audience to think. I feel like it was meant to start off with you thinking, "Oh, she's just like you. She's just like any normal college graduate girl," and she's like, and I'm like. And then you grow to be like, what What are you doing? You love crazy. And I went the opposite way. I started off by thinking she was smug and <laughs> rude. <laughs> and and then I grew to like her more. Because um, in the fir her first line is she's saying, also, I don't get, we can get into this later. Like, I am not a fan of how the relationship between her and her flatmate and her and her mum are written. I find both relationships like, bleh. Um, but at the start, when she's like, oh, are you okay? Do you have the questions? Are you taking my car? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I've got a GPS and a 4.0 GPA. It's like, all right, like, <laughs> get over yourself. Like, <laughs> so does she. She's valedictorian. Like, I, I would never talk to a friend like that. I would never be like, eh, excuse me, I have a master's degree. Don't tell yeah. me what to do. And it's like, well, you literally almost forgot the recording device. So get over yourself like her first line made me think all right yeah mug bitch <laughs> like, what, what, i think in that we're supposed to we, yeah like the things they show us about like the way she's dressed and she's she's supposed to be quirky because she's got an old beat up beetle oh no <laughs> and, but the thing like i was really confused as the relationship to who who she was talking to at the beginning like it's hmm. it's like i like that's the like it, it, it suffers from that problem that a lot of kind of american stuff does where it's it's older people playing young and it, mm. it, it and the fact that their apartment for two like oh, students 
looks like a kind of bougie east end office there's like a bike on the wall there's exposed yeah. brick i was like oh does she work for a magazine and this <laughs> is like her boss kind of sending her out on on an assignment and it's, it's yeah. like maybe i missed something in the open exchange but like it's only kind of later on you realize oh no that's a, that's her mate kate yeah exactly also like i just remembered that for a while in sort of early 2000 films there was like a spate of people cycling indoors in films. Um, and I think <laughs> like it happens in like Rent and um, actually it happens in a lot of 1960s French films. I think that's what they're trying to like reinvent. It's like, oh, we're so quirky. We cycle indoors. And I'm like, how is your apartment that big? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, her flat's far too huge. Um it's the thing is it's not necessarily that the actors are older playing younger it's it's written by older people playing younger and also this whole thing it happens in like fleabag and stuff as well where we want to see female friendships where it's all like very kissy and like there's a bit where she steals her sandwich if my bet like all of my flatmates throughout uni and since have been some of like my best friends in the world ever and if any of them fucking stole my fucking sandwich <laughs> after i'd already offered to make them one which i probably wouldn't have done either <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you <laughs> i don't know what the fuck are you doing you weirdo like that just wouldn't happen but those are the sort of things it's like oh we all like snuggle up and we're like totally cool with each other having sex on the sofa and it's yeah. like actually no that's the thing um but like you know, all that kind of, yeah. And I'm like, Ugh, that's just not what female friendships, I feel, are really like. Well, I, don't, um, I don't think this film gets any relationships. Right. Female like, relationships. Or, or any like, human relationships. Human relationships. <laughs> like, when, well, it, during that kind of first office meeting, I, 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 like, in my notes, it says, like, are that, like, that they are not talking like human, like human. Like they're not no. talking like they are talking like fucking robots or I don't. Mm -hmm. It's so it's so bizarre, and I think I think the the flaw of this really stems down to E. L. James's like source mm. text because apparently it is poorly poorly written. That's like yeah. what a lot of people have told me. It's kind of the subject matter is salacious, but the writing is bad. Uh, yeah, I feel like we should say because we're obviously going to rip right into it. It's like. Obviously, this woman has managed in her middle age to completely recreate herself and find herself a millionaire. Like, she's probably a millionaire now. And it's like, all fair play to E.L. James. She is not listening to this podcast. We are clearly bitter. Um, <laughs> what well, the thing so, is? Like, congratulations to her. Now let's rip into her book. <laughs> I went into this film kind of going, right, I'm going to try and find stuff in it I can enjoy. And my first note is, oh, that's a pretty good cover of I Put a Spell on You. It kind of like, it got, I was like... And, well, it's Annie Lennox. Exactly. And there's, there's great, like, the music in this. and like, The I soundtrack think, is actually really good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's that kind of post-the-weekend, like, really, like, sleazy R&B, isn't it? That kind of everything yeah. slowed, even down to the, like, Beyonce cover that's uh, well, the Beyonce like reworking <laughs> although, that's done on the although saying that so my my partner who flat out refused to watch this with me, <laughs> um even I mean I watched it on my own first of all and then I was re-watching it just now and he I mean he flat out refuses to watch a lot of films 
Um, but he, what, like, you have to walk through our living room between our bedroom and our kitchen. So, like, he'll walk through every now and then and be like, what is going on? <laughs> and, <laughs> and the sex scene where it's, uh, which is happening to Beyonce's slow down, um, Crazy in Crazy Love. In love mm-hmm. He was like, why are they, why does this feel like they're having sex in a John Lewis advert? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> any song slowed down that shouldn't be slowed down just immediately you think is a mm-hmm. it's like wow i'm sure that's what they were going for there, there's, um, there's one scene i think it's like right like quite near the end on, on the thing of the soundtrack i think it might be like one of the later sex scenes in the playroom that sa- right. sounds like uh when he flogs her that that sex scene sounds like it is scored by the like title music to Mr. Bean, like you know that kind of like choral like. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I think it's Sia or something at that point. Oh well, yeah, um, shit, like. Whoa. But the rest of the time, it's Danny Elfman. Yeah, that, so you're that, not far off. That blew that blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, Danny what? Elfman. All right. I like when pulling clips, and you'll probably be able to hear them throughout this mm-hmm. episode in some of the clips the the music's got this like the danny elfman stuff mm-hmm. it's got a weird like jauntiness to it it's got it's <laughs> definitely got a danny elfman <coughs> vibe to it that kind of like what is this film going for i feel like that's exactly what Danny Elfman said they like approached Danny Elfman like would you do the scoring for this and he's like really me and they're like yeah and he's like okay and he just continued doing the doing the job being like really me okay (laughs) that's kind of like they're all the way through the score so obviously like yeah this is this is directed by Sam Taylor Johnson who uh made her directorial Mm. debut with nowhere, nowhere boy, boy. yeah, her like, which stars her now husband Aaron Taylor mm. Johnson. So I I didn't realize this until literally just before we, because for some reason I didn't think to look up the director a week ago when I first watched it, and then I looked that up and I was like, ah, right, and I don't know how much I'm gonna say about this, but like. He was how old when they did Nowhere Boy? 18. Seven, 18. She, she was 42. She was 40. Yeah. Yeah, that just kind of, like if it were the other way around, if it were a 40-year-old guy with an 18-year-old girl, everyone would be like, Ugh, and it's like, yeah. What What feels like bizarre when talking about this film and kind of like looking at Sam Taylor Johnson is one of the like the the kind of a backstory to Christian Grey's kind of yes like yes. the the way the way he is the beast that he is is yes. from a kind of uh, a power dynamic like that of of a kind of woman in power in this case it's it's one of his mum's kind of you get the impression yeah. like a kind of a powerful like a woman in power that has kind of taken advantage of him when he was. 15 obviously obviously. 15 exactly like and it's like so that is child abuse that is pedophilia (laughs) that is sexual abuse and it's (laughs) like so when i watched that the first time around i was like that's 
this is like huge. This is really heavy. Mm-hmm. And it only later on that like uh what's her name? Anna like says it's like she was a child abuser. And I'm like, thank you for finally calling it what it is. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, when I when I read that recently that it was, oh, that's the director. Maybe that's why she like I don't I don't know. It's it seems wrong to like because he was 18 so like technically but there is that sort of power dynamic and it was weird and it's like is that maybe why she's maybe not given it as much weight as i feel like it should be given in this film Mm -hmm. like but that seems like a very weighty issue definitely definitely and probably not one that (laughs) should be delved into on on this podcast especially in regards to sam taylor johnson and aaron taylor johnson because they're still married so they must be yeah they they, They must be we can only assume they're happy exactly exactly it must be consensual on both parts and uh yeah they're loving it uh but what do you yeah what do you make to her direction of this film like is it is it is it put together well is there stuff in there where you go that's actually all right it's it's weird so there are some things it's like every time something seems to go well i'm like oh that's quite and then it suddenly lets me down like Mm -hmm. that it kind of goes on a seesaw like that and bearing in mind when i made these notes i didn't know it was her making it and some of it i don't know it's like how much of it was in the books and therefore you can't say more out with the books um i'm scottish so i say out with mm-hmm. um like so one of the things i have written down is uh contraception the sort of how contraception is dealt with in general yes. throughout the film because there are two sex scenes where i believe there's two where like he stops and put a condom on and i'm like fair enough you don't see that often enough in sex scenes yes. in films and i'm like well done that that you showed that you can still have a sex scene with someone putting a condom on and that's not the least sexy thing about the sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like, exactly, right? Because it's like the only reasons those scenes aren't sexy sex scenes isn't because he stops and put a condom on. Uh, but then there's the whole weird thing about her in the contract of him being like, you will see my doctor and you will go on the pill and all this stuff mm-hmm. which i found kind of odd because it's like i mean on the one hand i'm like okay in america uh contraception isn't free if it had been sort of framed as like i have health insurance i will make sure you get everything you need to be healthy uh and i will you know hook you up with my doctor because they're good and they'll give you everything you need, then fine. But it wasn't like that. It was like, you will go on oral cut. And it's like, what if she has a blood clotting disorder and can't have oral contraception? What if she'd prefer the implant? I don't know. And it's just, it was just little things like that that felt like oddly, like it could have been so easily something like really interesting and um, progressive. But very much went the other way to being quite demanding and I don't know icky. Icky is the word, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let let let's talk about his kind of behaviour in in the early stages of this film because obviously they have that first meeting where it's kind of it's 
it's it's got some. <laughs> You're so hung up on that first interview. I am. Well, they, like the way they, the way, the way she's portrayed, where it's like, is she really gonna fall through a door to kind of show us that she's supposed to be like oh, vulnerable? Oh, I about that. And klutzy. Oh, and oh, I think I'd actually removed that from my brain. <laughs> um, God, I'm delving into things that were just more personal to me, and then I forgot. There's the simple, like the whole, like, oh, I'm such a klutz. It's like, oh, she can't be pretty and also graceful because that makes her a bitch. We'll need to make her clumsy because um, that's the only way women can be sexy on screen is if they're falling over or like eating a burger. That's that's the only thing. <laughs> and like, cause obviously they get they they get caught in. Do they do they do they kiss on that first meeting? Am I am I getting things confused? Is this when they like? throw themselves and oh, no, it's later on when they throw themselves no it's later on so the first time they're in and they go into the lift and it's like goodbye and we're meant to feel like there's sexual chemistry there and i didn't feel any sexual chemistry at all it was like all right bye thanks for the interview um and then the second time they're going into a lift and it's like oh you need to sign the contract and he's like fuck the contract and they start making out and then other people get in the lift and they have to stop Ooh. And again, I was kind of like, oh, they're kissing. I didn't feel that was about to come. <laughs> like, what, all right. How, how they try and convey to us as well that she is, like, deeply attracted to him that first time she leaves the office. It's just a shot of her that, like, can only be described. Like, she looks like she's coming. She kind of, like, kind of, like, throws her <laughs> head back. hyperventilating. Kind of, yeah, she's like, <gasps> like, kind of, like, jolts her body. That, that is the audio equivalent of the kind of movement she does. Because it's like I was like, okay, we like there's subtler ways to kind of do is it playing with the kind of tension, like would yeah, have been there's better. no tension. No, like I, I, as that clip I played showed you, like the dialogue is massively stilted. It's like yeah, and you get the impression that like she is, she feels even younger than what she's like twenty one. Like she, yeah. she feels like a kind of like fifteen year old, and then we get to the point where they like eventually do have sex, and we find out she's a virgin. Which for mm. me, like, I'm, I'm I'm not a prudish guy, but like, I was like, this feels even more icky than it already does because yeah. it's yeah, he is like, and it I, I it feels like what he's doing is it's not just being uh. I don't know, abusive to her. It's abusive to the audience as well because it's kind of Mm. lulling the audience into this thing of like, oh, this is like a a relationship you could have or like, isn't this the ultimate fantasy? It's like, oh no, he is like abusing the fact that she doesn't, she's never had any sexual experience. She doesn't know, exactly. I 100% agree. And especially, and this is what I mean in terms of the whole like, if you're going to do like submissive, dominant, you know that kind of relationship like he starts off by saying because she's like well how do I know what I like and he's like well you know what have you liked in sex before and then we'll talk about that and she's like well I've never had sex or any kind of sexual encounter before so I don't know and rather than him because his initial conversation of being like let's have a conversation about what you like and we'll build on that from there which to me does sound like would be a kind of normal healthy discussion to have before going into that kind of thing instead it's like he hears oh i've never had any kind of sexual encounter so he's like okay i'll have sex with you once 
and now I'll expect you to make a whole ton of decisions Mm -hmm. of that one encounter. And it just seems like, it again, it goes so close to being like, oh, this could be, I could see how this could be a nice, like, thing. And and then it's like, oh, and then it veers off into abusive and weird. Mm. Well, yeah, because we kind of, like, we get these moments, like, obviously she's done the, she's done the interview with him, that's, that's gone. Stop dwelling on the interview, Petros. Move on. Um. <laughs> oh, no, but I actually think I have some stuff to say about the interview. <laughs> no. Oh, the whole line about, like, what made it, what made you fall in love with, with English literature? Was it Jane Austen or, well, and I'm just like, I just wrote book. <laughs> well, yeah, which is, we yeah. Get, we get that whole thing as well. Like, his PA comes in. It's like, your, your next meeting is, is ready. He's like, cancel it. I'm not done with this one. And then, like, literally five seconds, she's like, no, I'm kind of done. I've asked if you're gay. Like, I've kind of, Yeah, she's so rude in that interview. (laughs) So, like, actually, when you said, oh, she comes off like she's 15, I don't know, because I feel like if I were 21-year-old me or 15-year-old me going in to interview someone who's super busy and I'm, like, interviewing them for, like, my school newspaper, what if they... I'd be like super like she just seems like oh i don't give a shit i don't care blah blah blah. And i'm like this guy's busy like your friend has trusted you with mm-hmm. this thing like take it a little bit seriously they're like i kind of got really annoyed with her <laughs> like you're being so it's like oh maybe you're just lucky oh, uh, and i'm like you're being such a stroppy teenager like i'm surprised he's not like all right fuck off then yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's you like- know but then, obviously, she must have done something right because he spends the kind of, like, the next half hour of the film essentially stalking her, right? So, like, turn... I mean, maybe that's it because he wants to punish her for being stroppy, but I don't think that's what we... I think we were meant to get the whole, oh, she's just, like, strong-willed mm-hmm. and, you know, Jane austen and it's, oh, I hate that whole... Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's bizarre, right? Because we're supposed to, like believe that she is almost like this deer in a headlights like kind of up against this like monster truck of sexual energy and like bdsm (laughs) coming towards her and like frightened by it all but as you said like you get this impression that she's kind of like whatever i work in a hardware store like come on (laughs) like like what is that about as well why is she working in a hardware store Right, okay, I've got some thoughts on the hardware store. Right, first of all, I think I would really love to work in a hardware store. I, for a long time, have found um, those kind of shops. You basically, you know when you go into shops where, like, they have lots of boxes of the same things, like haberdasheries and Mm. hardware stores, I find hugely satisfying places to be (laughs) in. Like, seeing a crate of, like, taps, I think is kind of fun. Yep. Um, (laughs) Or, like, a crate of plugs or, like, lots of, like, I don't know. I just think it's nice to see lots of the same thing in one place. Or, or just know. being able to have the knowledge to kind of like, someone needs to fix something yeah. kind of it. Oh, you're going to need this. You, oh, you need, yeah. you need the quarter inch. Don't worry. I, I got you. I got you. Pull <laughs> the it. quarter inch yeah, got, got doesn't a little... refer to anything in particular. Got, <laughs> got a little pencil inch. behind your ear and a tape measure on your belt. Just yeah. being like, don't worry. I got you sorted. I got you sorted. Come on over here. I love I love being in those kind of shops. I love having a reason to go to those kind of shops. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of part of me gets like I'm happy she works in a hardware store. It's better than her working for like a magazine or like somebody's PA or like an architect or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of those. 
Um, but thing I maybe should have asked some um American friends before this. So he asks for masking tape and she gives him gaffer tape. Or like electrical tape, right? Yeah. Right but masking tape is different. Oh, masking that... tape you would not use to bind anyone, right? Masking tape. Exactly. It breaks immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, masking <laughs> tape's like if you if you want to cut in cut cut in a, a ceiling or, or do you know what I mean? Like the wall. Yeah, like, you're, you're doing you're... like some painting yeah. and you want to like strip off a bit, like some fine yeah. detailing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but that that is the thing. Like, yeah, so he basically it, the only thing I can imagine is why she works in the hardware store is so he can come in and kind of like we get the allusions to his kind of like is he oh yeah yeah is he yeah, a yeah. serial killer is he a sex demon like because he yeah. kind of comes in with his shopping list of what is it is cable, cable ties, ties masking tape, tape apparently and rope <laughs> and like i think there she makes a remark right she's kind of says to him like what are you a serial killer and he's like yeah you're the full serial killer yeah yeah and he's like uh, not today and i was like that is the thing this, this film Mm. flirts too long with the idea that it's oh, gonna yeah. be like a uh like a night like a, a real 90s like erotic thriller and it's like yeah. uh, if it was that if this is kind of like sex and death i'm kind of all about that i've been like on a big uh <laughs> brian de palma binge at the moment and i stupidly right. watched uh body double on on friday right. and then like watch this over the weekend so i'm kind of like i've seen what an erotic thriller can be and then i said yeah. 50 shades of gray this film gave me huge well this is my well so it gave me huge american psycho vibes um which i also read that book and it's one of the few books so a couple of years ago um i was sitting in a in a bar reading a book by myself and a guy tried to chat me up and he was like, so what are you reading? I was like, American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the book to chat with. And I was like, fuck off. Um, also a disgusting book that I don't think I even finished. I got like three quarters of the way through it. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to finish this book. Um, but yeah, I watched that film recently on my own for some reason. Um, and it, it just kind of got me thinking about like, so much of like all the red flags about this guy, like from his mom, from her mom and her friend, like especially her friend, are all just kind of like blown away because mm -hmm. he's rich. Yep. And it's like, if this guy was like, he could still be an attractive guy. I mean, I guess that's the sort of like streetcar named desire thing, like the sort of like, oh, he's like, if he were like poor or whatever, working class and like, rough around the edges you know you can still find that hot if he's attractive but you're kind of like oh he's dangerous but because he's rich and is like i'll buy you clothes i'll take you in a helicopter i'll give you an apartment it's like oh well obviously you do everything he says mm -hmm. and i'm like that's so dangerous that we're just like well he's he's got lots of money so we can overlook all this other crap and well, be yeah. like it's real it's world dangerous, right? It's kind of like, it's that thing of like, it is those people as we've kind of like, and this film obviously came out in 2015 and was like the, the books written before, but it, it very much plays with something that obviously like the Me Too movement really shone a light on, on that thing of mm, men in mm -hmm. like 
moneyed men in power really fucking taking advantage of women. And yeah, this, like, yeah. This is like me to um, the fucking movie. But like, well, this is the thing. It's like, this is why, but what I find nerve wracking about it, it's like things like American Psycho have came along so, came, came along way, like that's based in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so we've known about this and it's just like, if anything, I'm more like nervous about that kind of thing. It's like there's so many instances where she's like alone with this guy, and it's like she could fully disappear. Like no one would know where she mm-hmm. was. But because it's like he makes she makes so many comments about the fact about how clean he is. Mm-hmm. This is something I also find as like I always I think is a little it's like shaming of the BDSM thing. It's like Oh, it's oh, it's not like it's not like normal BDSM people. They're dirty. That's dirty. That's sleazy. No, no, he's nice and clean. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's different with him. And I'm like, that doesn't make it different. It certainly doesn't make it better. But like, like that way of differentiating it from other sort of stuff you might have heard of. Yeah. Well, um, like, he, he, he's like, long. he's what they're like is red flags waving constantly with this guy, like. <laughs> I think it's very early on when it's in the hardware store or like I think it's at the photo shoot perhaps and like any like male yeah it's at the photo shoot right because we're introduced to Jose early on as well which I thought like I kind of wrote in my notes like ah this is going to be some conflict throughout the story and it's kind of like he's introduced he's in two other scenes and then we never see him again see him again I was like okay that's that's that's." bye bye Jose No way, Jose! You're gonna be in this exactly because, like, yeah, she, like he's there asking any like male that she has interacted with. He's seen her like interact. Yeah. He's just going. So is that your boyfriend? Are you fucking the guy you work with at the hardware store? It's like if, like, if 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 I was dating anyone who like kind of was questioning, like, like went on a date yeah. with someone, they'll question me like that on the first date. I'd be like, you know what? I ain't got any time for business. this. Yeah, yeah. like, like, it, yeah. I, do you know what? Chad from the hardware store. We had a real fucking crazy one on the Christmas day, <laughs> and I let him put a finger <laughs> in my bum. That's like that. that it is what it is, yeah. Christian. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, even yeah. if I have, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, Jose. They might have hooked up during university. What a fucking big deal is it, Christian? Leave her alone. Yeah, yeah, and also like, I do feel bad for the guy. He's like, and he's like, oh, can we try one with you smiling? And everyone's like, oh my God, you asked him to smile. It's like, he's getting his fucking picture taken. Like, yeah. why aren't you smiling? Why are you also, it, it took me a second watch to get the whole thing of like, oh, they're taking his picture because they can't get clearance for other pictures. And like, if you were able to get clearance to have an interview with the busiest man in business, apparently, I'm pretty sure they have like a stock photo that they like send people to use for stuff like that. Like you it, don't have to have a whole on photo shoot for the guy. He's got a fucking press release, right? He's got like yeah. he he's got a I don't know, a photo bucket. Well, they're they're sent like a photo bucket account where they're like, yeah, just download these or whatever. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. got some promo pictures. I mean, I use. guess it's like him trying to be like, oh well, it's. I mean, I I think if he didn't fancy her, he'd be like, I'll send you the photo bucket. And he's like, oh, well, this is another excuse to see you. But then there was a bit of me that was like, Jose, why are you taking a picture of him in front of a grey background? Take him, 
picture of him in front of the campus, the university. Yeah, this just seems that... like a waste of time. <laughs> well, he is Mr. Grey after all. Um, well, that... Right. <laughs> so we then, like, they go out for coffee, and I've got a clip of them okay. talking once he saves her from nearly being hit by a speeding car. Do you have a girlfriend? Is that it? I don't do the girlfriend thing. What is that? Watch it! (laughs) Not the man for you. You should steer clear of me. I have to let you go. Oh, so this like this is somebody she has met like two, three times. Like 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 not even had I don't know, at this point has said maybe a hundred words to each other. Do you know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. it's 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 so dramatic that music as well, like if I didn't know it was Danny Elfman, I'd be like, This is library music that they just wheel out for every Hallmark movie. I think I think it's Danny Elfman being like, I guess we'll do some kind of like pendulum motif, like some kind of time's ticking motif. I guess I don't know. Um, I see what he was trying to do. Um, <laughs> but like to be to be fair, like I can see how that situation where it's like, oh, we might never see each other again because he's so like famous and blah blah blah, we're different worlds. Like how that could be dramatic. But and as much as like I think both actors outside I have never seen them look less attractive than they do look in this film. I think they're both very attractive actors. But in this film, I don't think either of them look their best. Mm -hmm. And I don't think either of them really have that tension between them at all so, so let's yeah like... let's talk about the chemistry between okay uh dakota johnson and jamie dornan like it it's non-existent right it's really not it's really yeah and i was really disappointed because like i have seen far more chemistry like on most sitcoms and things mm-hmm. like that like shows that aren't meant to be sexy like and and this film it's just like oh this is meant to be the sexiest film where it's like oh they want each other but they can't have each other because they don't know how they feel and it's conflicting and i'm like i feel like like they could just walk past each other on the street and not care like mm, you, i don't know and you would have thought i've for... had more sexual tension with like i don't know a coat stand then yeah what you would have thought is there would have been tons of screen tests they would have kind of like matched out loads of different like actors to be like oh who is the kind of like who is the who who are the two people we have in a room together where it's like fucking i I almost can't look at them because the sexual tension is so fucking strong there actually is an snl sketch that's basically that where the have you seen that? No. I've not watched it since then, but they they do this every now and then whenever a film like that comes out where they do like screen tests and they do lots of impressions of celebrities and they get like random celebrities to screen test for it that wouldn't work. But I honestly think like any of those actors 
would have more chemistry than they do. Because when, cause when they suddenly are like, oh, and then they rip off each other's clothes in the elevator, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Like, fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, who would be a better, like, car- mm. casting for this. And, like, I don't know, because I think, I think what, what works about this, in a way, for a lot of people is that they were both fairly unknowns at the time right and i guess that right that's what they're trying to go for as well is for people to to get 100 percent believability in this to kind of get mm. lost in the fantasy that is 50 shades you kind yes. of need unfamiliar faces to some degree but i don't know i even think because we get a small part by rita aura in oh yeah as as, as christian's sister which like <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that family. Uh, but, well, he's um, adopted, isn't he? Yeah, and uh-huh. I, I'm going to assume she is as well, I just because know, yeah. she is of like, like uh, dual heritage. And yeah, the, her... and they're two very white people, are her or his parents? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that's all I got. And I imagine when we get to parts two and three, she. I think I. I believe she might have more to do i'm not sure seeing yeah. as i don't know i don't know where this is going so i'm, I'm only speculating that, i that don't know who i would see because it's hard to know because i so i i do think jamie dornan is uh attractive mm-hmm. and but i've not seen him really in a lot of stuff to be honest I just, I've seen him in interview. I like him as, do you know what this is? I think both actors I've seen in interviews and I think I like both actors as people. Yes. But I've not liked any films they've been in. Well, obviously Dakota Johnson. Both actors as people I think are probably top people. (laughs) Dakota Johnson absolutely fucking owned Ellen, which is like one of like the best things I've ever seen where she kind of like outs her for being like oh you didn't invite me to your birthday party like, fuck, oh yes i did see that I she fucking, is good in that i fucking did ellen you like yeah bag. yes <laughs> and actually there are a couple of moments in this film where i've given her a credit where i thought she has delivered some lines very well i would say this this is a <laughs> this is something i i say of a lot of um plays i go to see and <laughs> films i've seen where i think actors do the actors do fairly well with a very bad script Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, there's a couple of times where Dakota Johnson, I'm like, that was a very funny read of that line. Well done. <laughs> like when she's drunk, and she says, "I will launder this item," and I'm like, "Yeah, I can imagine you saying that." Fair yeah. enough. Well done. <laughs> so that scene when when, when she is drunk again, like we get more red flags, right? Because he. He just comes out of nowhere and it's like she's a student grad like celebrating her graduation her final exams like let her go get drunk yeah well and he called like she calls him because she like she flirts with the idea of deleting his number and then calls him mm. and he insists that she goes home because she's been drinking and then like you said yeah he turns up out of nowhere uh, Jose shoots his shot, doesn't he? He kind of says like, mm. "I fancied you since we first met," and like he's kind of like laughed at by by Anastasia, and then mm. like she like ah uh, she fucking faints, and that's oh, kind that's of like so, scene close. So bad, oh. like that never happens. It never ha- and it certainly never happens like that. If a girl is that blackout drunk 
Like, it is way messier than that. And nobody like, says, I'm going to faint and then faints, yeah. right? Like, you just fucking no. faint. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. And it's like, I kind of, it's like they're trying to do this. Again, they're trying to do a thing and then they don't fully do it and it comes off worse. Where like, Jose's like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to kiss. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And he like goes in for the kiss and then like, um, Christian comes in. He's like, she said no. And I guess that's meant to be a sort of like, yeah, you defend her honor and like, yeah, no means no kind of thing. But like, then he goes and does 10 times worse to her of her being like, no, I don't think I do want you to like take away my free will. And he's like, but be open-minded. And it's yeah. like, he is 10 times worse than what Jose is in that scene. Well, and, it, and it, yeah. his, his kind of like uh, I don't know, saving her from that situation is by taking her back to his apartment. Yeah. And like, yeah, which is super creepy. Making her wake up thinking she may have had sex and kind of joking about it, being like, well, I'm not into necrophilia. And it's like... That's also a weird line. <laughs> It's fucking, and then, and then we get like one of the fucking like weirdest power plays ever when he says this. If you were mine, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. (laughs) What does that mean? I gotta go take a shower. And it's followed by him. He does that. He takes off his shirt. Says, "If Mm. you were mine, you wouldn't be able to sleep for a week." She's she's dumbfounded. He leaps onto the bed and just, like, takes a bite of her toast, which is a fucking weird flex, man. What is it with people eating each other's food in this film? Like, first her friend eats her sandwich, and then this guy eats her toast. I'd be so pissed off. Well, this is a guy who's a supposed, like, clean freak. Doesn't like people touching him, but he's more than happy yeah. to get up in someone's business and eat their fucking slice of toast. So, yeah. Especially after, like, you, you, you must eat Anastasia. You drank last night, and I cannot be with somebody who is inebriated. You must eat food like the fucking robot. And, like, you, you vomited on your clothes, so I'm getting you new clothes. And it's like, well, nobody asked you to do any of that. Just You should have just taken her home. Told her flatmate, hey, you you need to take your friend home. I'll pay for you to get a taxi home. Yeah, that's that's all that really needed to be done there. (laughs) It's 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 fucking weird. Right. And then is that 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 when they when they leave. Right. That's when because he's talking about the. He starts talking about like the written consent. He 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 then starts floating the idea right of 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 the kind of contract that would be involved. Um, the contract scene I think is possibly one of my favorites because it left me. It because basically when you don't under you don't know the person who's written it, so it could be that the person. This is probably what it is that the person who's written it is thinking anal fisting is the the most severe thing that could happen, <laughs> actually, in BDSM. So her being like, fisting is off the table. And it's like, cool. I think from their point of view, it's like, and for what they think the audience's point of view is, is they're like, great, fisting is off the table. Everything else will be just like, 
nice, like, slow tapping with a feather. But from my point of view, it's like, okay, I imagine there's this contract with literally every single sexual activity on the planet written down, and the only thing she's crossed off is fisting. And I'm like, so to me, that makes me think that Anastasia is up for, like, a whole ton of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. So, uh, like, whilst we've been chatting, I've been trying to find what like the contract like if there is i imagine like there is uh uh oh there's a template yeah well like (laughs) what the like it it must be written in the book right of what the ah of of what the actual contract and it seems i don't know it seems like i'm gonna either have to fucking pay for something or like get <laughs> like or doubt like download it onto my laptop which i don't i don't particularly want I to don't, do i doubt that i think it's just probably the sections that she reads out but like mm-hmm. not probably the whole because this is what i mean i'm like what else if that's all she's disagreed to disagreed on what has she agreed to yeah like because to me there feels like there's so much that could be far worse (laughs) well Um, uh, yeah but even before we get to them reading out the contract which is like a scene that i think needs a lot of attention because it's it's (laughs) it's shot weirdly it's a very weird setting but we get like again he does all this fucking weird shit with her they kiss in the elevator oh yeah like his whole thing is just like he he's he's abusive and then he's like hey i'm gonna pick you up from work and we're gonna go in a helicopter and i'll go fly you around the seattle so like it's, it's like yeah. it's all forgiven it's all forgiven and then i'm gonna take you back to my apartment and put this upon you what's this it's a non-disclosure agreement it means that you cannot discuss anything about us with anyone I'm afraid my lawyer insists on it. I'd never talk to anyone about us anyway. Are you going to make love to me now? (laughs) Oh no, I know what's coming. Two things. First, I don't make love. I fuck hard. (laughs) And the second thing? Come. So that's when he shows her the playroom, which... Oh, and I hear the echo, the music in the back that you're referring to. No, that's not even the that's not even the music I'm referring oh. to. I, I oh. don't I, I don't have a clip of that. I, I really should have got a clip of that music because it's <laughs> it's it's even more prominent in the scene because it's like right. a near on silent scene apart from gasps of her being flogged and like right. leather hitting skin with the Mr Bean theme playing <laughs> over the top at full volume. <laughs> but yeah like the whole the non-disclosure agreement i get what she means she's like oh you're a businessman you don't want it going out in the press you don't want me like selling my story to like some tabloid i get that and then he's like no 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 that's not what this is about and it's like yeah it's it's silly 
What, it's very like, sick. And when he says, and I fuck, it's like, oh. I'm glad she did laugh, but I would have full on laughed in his face. No, I would have left. I would have left. <laughs> well, left also. But like... One line that did get a laugh out of me is when he says, like, this is my playroom. She's like, oh, what, you got like an Xbox and stuff like that in there? And it's like, yeah, like that, that, that is like, it, it, it kind of broke the tension for me for like, what is quite yeah. a, a stuffy film, really, for something that's supposed to be like sexy yeah. is weirdly like quite buttoned up and stuffy. Mm. And so, what what do you make of the playroom, Charlie? I got I got to get your opinions on this kind of uh, the the pleasure dome that he has there. I feel like it's quite repetitive looking. There's lots of canes, and I'm like, do you really need that many? Mm-hmm. They all look very similar. Is it because he needs backup in case he breaks one? That was, I was very distracted by that thought. I felt like you actually, I was like, okay, we're going to go into this room and we're going to see all of these things. And literally all we saw was a shelf of canes. And I was like, all right, I was expecting, I was expecting a bit more than that. Um, Yeah. I don't want to be like prudish or anything like that. Like I kind of like, I, I do like to think I'm sexually adventurous in some way, but I find the whole thing of like when you have to start like when you've got a room in your house and you've got like mm. you've got tons of equipment, it kind mm. of for me like like you, like it, it takes some of the excitement out of it, right? When it's like it kind of <laughs> it feels like forced fun. It feels like New Year's yeah. Eve, where it's like organized fun yeah we gotta go in here and we gotta do business baby it's like like, where's romance where's a bit of like a a bit of spontaneity in the situation like yeah it's 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 like the first time you go to somebody's house like a middle-class family's house and they're like this is the rumpus room like this is the tv room the room where the children are allowed to be and i'm like wow you have a separate room in your house like (laughs) for that (laughs) like it's that kind of like all right it's but this is but this is what i mean about like the sort of the fact that he's rich it's like you know takes her out in this helicopter and all that stuff to remind the audience and to remind her that he's super rich and therefore this is super exciting and therefore him having a secret room in his like penthouse apartment that's like for sexy times is like ooh, that's cool but if you just went to a regular guy's house, like a regular flat, and he had a whole room just for that, the like you'd be like, "Oh, fuck off!" Oh like, yeah, if, if, yeah. You flicked a switch and a red light came on, and then yeah, like, do you know what I mean if there if there was like if you went around a guy's house and he owned he owned two dildos. You'd probably be like, "This is exactly. fucking weird." Do you know what I mean if you went to yeah. like I don't know a flat in Bermondsey and a guy was like, "Ah, uh, uh, you uh, you got a flat, mate? I see you got a spare room. No, come in here." And it's like I don't know a lava lamp and a couple of dildos. Like, I'm fucking getting out. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be murdered. Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna be. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be living exactly. in a pit. I'm gonna be living in a pit and be made to put lotion on my skin before I'm skinned alive. Okay. <laughs> But the thing is, the thing is, technically, like, for people, for couples that are into that, or, like, not couples, even, like, relation, like, people who are in relationships where that's what they do, it could be a perfectly healthy, loving, Mm -hmm. safe, consensual, 
BDSM sexual relationship they're having in that room. But for but to put that on film would seem like, oh no, that's that's not okay. That's not that's not that's not allowed. But it's somehow much more acceptable mainstream if it's somebody who's been traumatized as a child and just and force forcing a virgin young woman into a situation that's all okay because he's rich like yeah. that's i find really messed up <laughs> well this, yeah and this leads to the first sex scene which probably like this i think this line goes to how unsexy this film is she 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 admits that she is a virgin and he says oh it's time to rectify the situation Mm. and like her 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 response as well is supposed to be like oh like oh am i am i am i the situation it's supposed to be sexy (laughs) it's like that like it's not sex that's not sexy like it doesn't you don't watch that and go oh oh i mean it'd be like being i tell you your bedroom talk being like Oh, I've got to file these papers in, in, <laughs> in the admin. basement. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. We've got to execute this meeting now. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. It's, just, oh, it's all God. admin. It's not fun. My other thing, I just realized, like, <laughs> if somebody, even someone with a big apartment like that, if he showed me a playroom like that, which has, like, a four-poster bed in it as well somewhere, like, there's lots of rooms within that room. There's the room where, like, this, the... the um the the scaffold gets brought down that she gets chained to and then there's like double the four poster bed and like the room with all the canes in it yeah there's, there's a chesterfield as, as well right like yeah, yeah, chesterfield. yeah that they've stolen from like an old pub in soho <laughs> um and it's like i think even if that even with all this i'd be like what a waste of um like space like i'd be like we could put like we've got spare rooms we could put this in like mm-hmm. we could have like i don't know a crafts room in here. <laughs> we could have another study we could have a dining room like what a it just we could have a swimming pool like what a waste of a space yeah. i feel yeah you could have a sauna in there Joe. you could really have some you could have a sauna you could have like a steam room a spa yeah even if they had some massage tables in there it's like it could double up as something a bit sexy, but also a spa room. Exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of t- change the light in. Do you know what I mean? Get some kind of shutters <laughs> and some some drapes to put over the real hardcore sex equipment, and get a couple of yeah, yeah get a couple throw of pillows. And yeah. it just, I feel like I'd be annoyed about you know him be like, oh, this is my playroom, and I'm like, you know, you've got enough space oh yeah like, and you look, could really do something with this room <laughs> the thing is with a room like that is like you, it's the admin of it all as well do you yeah. know what i mean like the like that is the thing like there's nothing like uh unsexier than like clay like imagine cleaning a room like that do you know what i mean like the dust the dust in <sighs> that room because you're not using all those canes in all, one go exactly yeah yeah like, yeah and you can't like I feel like you can't really like you know, um like bleach things in the moment. And it's yeah, as you say, it's the admin. You kind of you would need to make sure it was so you would need to hire someone to make sure it was cleaned. And it's like could you imagine someone like cleaning that? Like paying a maid to clean that. I, I reckon what he does is he, he he gets maids and you know like when they 
when people get to like build these secret rooms in people's houses, mm. he kind of like gets a maid and then like as they finish, he like chokes them out and then like disposes <sighs> of them because he's really wealthy because he's like nobody could know about this. Do you know what I mean? He's like Yeah. All, like, all these people who are apparently having all these NDAs, like or or are you just sleeping with them? I don't know. Like Yeah. I just I find that yeah. <laughs> There's lots of running in that scene as well, isn't it? That montage about the contract. They're all going out for runs all the time. Yeah, uh, well, one of the things that <laughs> I fucking hate about this film is that, <laughs> like, and I think it's, it's really fucking lazy in films. Yeah. Text and email conversations that yeah. like, appear on screen. It's like, yeah. you don't know how, like, this is, this is sloppy. This is like not like it's you don't know how to kind of make make what works on the page work well on on yeah. screen. And like the thing is, like, I've got a fairly big TV, but like I still had to kind of pause it and like get a bit closer to read some of it as well, because it's fucking tiny. It's like I don't Again, it's like I this is the thing, it's like who is this film made for? I'm assuming it's made for middle-aged, like women wanting to just like get their rocks off to jamie dornan that's what i'm assuming right i don't think they want to have admin i don't think they want to have to sit and read and like pause the screen halfway through to read what's going on surely like but the thing is i think the people this is made for they assume they don't give a fuck about that stuff all they care, they don't care about the drama of it all. They just kind of want the, the titillation and the kind of like, mm. oh, I want to see Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, because like, I, uh, yeah. I, I worked at a cinema when this film came out. <gasps> oh, no. And it, God, it, what was that like? It was just waves and waves of like your mum's mates. Do you, and I mean, that is a broad <laughs> term. Just like kind of like a lot of like Sharon. And a lot of like Tracy's, right. like no offensive, like there's anyone in your family or anyone listening, like oh, my mum's name's Sharon or Tracy, but like in Crawley, that is a kind of like a very specific <laughs> kind of woman. And I remember there was like kind of, I, there must have been ghost stories throughout like the whole of of the country when this film came out, especially in cinemas. There was a a thing that like one of the ushers found a cucumber in one of the screens and i find that really (sighs) but this is but this is what i don't get i'm like so much of this film made me like clothes my knees tighter like it's just like so much of this film made me like like and just kind of you know if I saw, if any of my friends found this attractive, I'd be like, red flag, like, this isn't the guy for you. So I find it, it kind of makes me kind of sad that for so many women, this was like a big sexual release. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? There's so, because there's other films out there that are surely like, even just the chemistry between actors and other films is more sexual than the sex scenes in these films well, yeah there's like like to, to link it to danny elfman like, i would mm. say batman returns is a far sexier yeah. film do you know what i mean like <laughs> it's all like the the mummy 
Do you know what I mean? The Brendan oh. Fraser film, The Mummy, is like kind of okay. like, it's, it's like, it's kind of, I, I imagine for a lot of people, it was like a, a kind of bisexual sexual awakening. Well, how sexy well this is, is, this is what a lot of my uh, bisexual friends have said, that The Mummy is like the bisexual awakening, but also a lot of like, I put, um, like the the mummy is for a lot of my male friends a sexual awakening. I do, I personally I feel like it was made for teenage boys mm-hmm. and for some bisexual women it awoke them. I don't think it was necessarily for heterosexual women. Like for instance, like my my fiance is in love with um what's Rachel Vice, and I think it's because he was into history when he was twelve. That film was made <laughs> for him, and there's like. <laughs> the geeky archaeologist sexy woman and then lots of other sexy women and then i've often found that guys who really were into the mummy when they were like 12 13 graduated then to that other rachel vice film which is set in the world war ii i think in russia where there's like a really weird sex scene that like you don't i think you see her boobs but the sex scene takes place under a blanket like i think they graduate from the mummy Mm -hmm. to that and then they're like, okay, now we're teenagers and we watch sexy films. <laughs> but like, there's a lot of guys I know my age who like Rachel Vice. like that has been their trajectory. Um, but I would necessarily, like for me as a teen, like I, like that wasn't for me, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I think if, if we're going down that route of talking about things, I think you have to go earlier. And maybe that's the problem. It's like the 90s were a, was a shallow time for heterosexual women i'd say mm-hmm. like if i had to pick a sexual awakening it would be like harrison ford in indiana jones or star wars i think harrison ford is the most handsome man <laughs> in the world ever um i love indiana jones and uh raider raiders of the lost ark is my favorite this is also a controversial opinion i have I've shared on other film threads. Um, I think Temple of Doom is the worst Indiana Jones film, including Crystal Skull. Whoa, 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 whoa! I've I, I haven't seen any of them in a long time, so I can't I can't uh, I, I, I I I don't want to pull on that thread too much. But like a lot I of people are going to bold... be like, lost respect for this woman now. But I think. If I may <laughs> defend myself, Raiders. So Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite films ever altogether. Um, I love that film. I love the relationship um, between the him and um, God. What's that actress's name? Ah, she's in Scrooged as well. Uh, Carrie Allen. Yes, yes, Karen Allen. Um, and Last Crusade, I also love like a very close second but that's also because i lived in venice and i like got very excited about working out where all of it was filmed so people would come visit me and i'm like this is actually the library but it's actually a church and they're like we're not here to see this charlie and i'm like yeah but it's exciting um and i just hate temple of doom i hate it but the one thing i like about crystal skull is that marion comes back because i love that original romance they have in raiders so that's why I put it above um, Temple of Doom. Um, sexier films then? Sexier films than Fifty Shades of Grey as well, right? 
Exactly. They're all sexier films, and especially Raiders, because it's like there's that they kind of like are annoyed at each other. You still have that kind of conflict. It's still a little bit problematic, but ultimately it's hot. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. Let's let's yeah. Let's get back to this. Uh... <laughs> This, this... Let's get off my sexual fantasies and back on Fifty so, Shades of Grey. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff in this that kind of like, there's a lot of just deliberating whether she's going to sign the contract or not. And yeah, I guess a scene yeah. we really need to talk about. And like, don't know, we, we, we've kind of like skipped. Yeah, so they have that like first sex scene where like, <laughs> it like, again, it's like, I'm not. I'm not. Not talking about it to be prudish, but there's like not really a lot to talk about because it is very. It all feels very chaste, right? All the sex scenes in this yeah. feel very like tame, and it's like what you get the, yeah. you get, you maybe get like the, I don't know the the whisper of a shaft at one point, like as he's about to pull <laughs> it out of his, out of his trousers, and it's all a bit like yeah, and like there's some there's some good bum shots. Mm-hmm. And it's, but I feel like, get these women have paid to come to the cinema. Let's see a little bit. She is full frontal naked a lot of the time. She is like walking about, everything out, um, hairless completely, which <laughs> also surprises me for someone who's like, no, I've never had sex before, and I don't care about any man. I certainly don't care about you. But I'm smooth as a coot. Like, it's just like, <laughs> all right. Um, but, I mean, if that's what makes you happy. There's, like, little little sort of teases of things. One, I've written Shibari down here. So he do, There's, like, a little hints of Shibari here and there. Yeah. But not only, only like, oh, I've tied a knot around your wrist. It's like, you could be a Boy Scout and do that. Like, it's yeah, not... and, it's, and it's done with, like, it's done with, like, um... I don't know, like, I was going to say felt. That's the wrong thing. It's done with, like, a chiffon or something. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, kind of done with, like, not a, like, not a very durable, like, material. It's not done with ropes or, like, it, like yeah. you get a bit of, like, I mean, rope of play. Regular sort of, yeah, it's, like, sort of weird sort of cord rope that you would maybe use for wrapping, like, a Christmas present. Mm. Um, I did ask a friend of mine, um, just before this, I'd actually written in my notes before, call, I'm not going to say her name, because um, a friend of mine that I used to work with does do shibari classes, um, which is I thought was really cool. And she did invite me once and I was like super up for it <laughs> at one point. And then COVID started and I was like, this isn't COVID safe. Um, and um, I messaged her being like, what do you think of the shibari, not quite shibari scenes, but like references to it in the film? Um, and she hadn't seen it, which was, and I'm annoyed that I didn't give her more time to watch it and give me her <laughs> feedback because I would have loved her professional opinion. Well, hope, on this. <laughs> hopefully, she can report back when we get to uh, Fifty Shades. The darker. second, the second film. Perfect. I will definitely make sure because I would love to hear her thoughts on the like the bondage and stuff in this film. <laughs> well, there, there's there's like there, yeah, so there's there's some like real fucking. Um, bits we probably shouldn't skip over is the fact we get that they go for like a country walk and we find out that like he's had 15 women previous that have been his Mm. kind of sex pets 
He's mm-hmm. his backstory is that he was abused as a teen by one of his mum's mates. Mm. And <laughs> that's horrific. Yeah. Like if you read this in the news, you'd be like, that is horrible. What a terrible, terrible life this person has had. It's and like, yeah, because they like they have another sex and you kind of get that thing of like, oh, is, is he kind of is 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 I don't know. Is his exterior breaking down because he sleeps next to her in the bed? And like, he's got a big thing about that. He's like, I don't sleep next yeah. to anyone. Like, oh. <laughs> he's it just. It feels like an odd thing to like. But then it's like, he has breakfast with her yeah. and all these, and dances with her and takes her to see his family in his family home. Like, that to me all feels way more intimate to be like, here's my mother. Here's my fat. Like, this is my girlfriend. Like, do all that, but won't, like, oh, no, but you can't, like, sleep in a bed with me. That doesn't make sense. Because then we get to, like, because he, yeah, when she's deliberating whether to sign this contract, he is fucking weird. Like, he sends Mm. her a new laptop because, like, oh, my laptop's broken because he's like, why haven't you emailed me back? Why haven't you, why haven't you looked at, looked looked at the documents I've sent you? And, like, (laughs) he just, like, keeps going over like and the 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 contract itself like we we talked about earlier is is abusive it's it's not it's not the kind of uh dom sub kind of contract you would have i don't think it would be a written contract anyway it'd kind of be like Mm. we've agreed to something but it is and that is that is like from reading is one of the biggest flaws with this film is that yeah uh a contract you would have in that kind of relationship would be fluid and it yeah. at, at any yeah. point and built upon verbal communication <laughs> yes yeah 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 and it would be like hey whatever we're doing we'll discuss it yes no safe word boom we'll get out of it like and let's be honest yellow and red like <laughs> a terrible safe word like, yellow especially seems very unsexy yeah i feel like <laughs> <laughs> until he said red i'm like oh it's a warning thing okay but like amber amber would have been a sexier word than yeah. yellow unless, I, amber I don't know, red. Unless, unless amber's been one of the 15 previous women uh, maybe, maybe that's <laughs> possibly possibly but yeah so he like it gets to the point and it's before we get to this like pivotal scene of the the the, the contract like potential like negotiations is he just turns up to a flat at one point, just out of nowhere, yes. kind of, he's just there, and basically, like, forces himself upon her. And then, mm. like, that's when we get the, like, the, I, I've just written it down in my notes as the, the ice cube shack, because we get, like, a... <laughs> we, we get some of these, like, artfully shot shots of, like, him, oh, I've got an ice cube, and I'm rubbing it on your body and stuff like that. And, and yeah, I, I noted down, oh, it's pretty cool. That they've done a shot of him opening a condom because that is that is not something you see in films. But like it's like oh. it feels it, at this point feels a bit little too late in yeah. how fucking it's abusive like of it is. everything else he's doing, and it kind of comes to the point of like, well, you're doing that mainly for yourself, almost. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, the whole the ice cube thing. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but like. Again, that's that's fairly low low scale, I feel, mm-hmm. on this kind of sexual journey. <laughs> um 
And I can imagine probably was not comfortable to film either. If you have to have an ice cube in your mouth for that, for like several shots, that must have been annoying. Yeah. I, yeah. You can imagine like the kind of fingers, especially if it's been rubbed on her body and they're like, oh, we've got to do another take. Get down. We've got to <laughs> yeah. wipe you down with a towel. We've got to make sure you're like bone dry again. Get back on the bed. Come on, let's do this. Like, and I wonder if maybe that's why there's not much sexual chemistry on screen because maybe when they did a screen test, it was like, ooh, this is sexy. Ooh, this is, oh, this, there's tension. But when, you've, when you're shooting in front of a whole bunch of people and you're having to do it multiple times and you're trying to be that open with someone and just be like, yeah, it's a job, it then probably doesn't, like, you lose that chemistry perhaps. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if that's maybe what happened. I don't know if they had like an intimacy coach. Uh, that's like a fairly new thing, I suppose. Definitely, yeah. It kind of this feels, and I think what this film suffers from is such a high budget to some mm. degree. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's something about like these. So yeah, so the the oh no, I've got the box office here. Where's the bloody budget? Uh, the bu- <laughs> the budget forty million dollars. So this is an expensive. Ooh. Yeah, expensive movie, and it yeah it made five hundred and sixty nine point seven million dollars. <laughs> I'm I'm glad there is a sixty nine in there. It, it feels, but they feels don't sixty nine in the film. Exactly. Like it's of course just, they don't. Of course you they know, don't. it's vanilla bullshit. Um, it's yeah. There's all there's what four or five. What okay? So I like that you named one of them the ice the ice shag scenes. Can we give them all nicknames? Let's go from the start. What are they all called? So, so we, there's. I don't know. We got the Virgin Springs when she's she's deflowered. <laughs> yeah, the rectifying the Virgin Situation, rectory. Yep. Um, and then what happens is, is it is that then the ice shag one after that? I'm trying to think. Oh, she... no, I I've, no because I think there's one like there's one after that right because he. Uh, no, I think that is the next one. Yeah. And there's the flogging in the red in the red four poster bed. Yeah. There's oh, there's that horrible like uh we'll, we'll we'll get we'll we'll get to the kind of the final not sex scene but like kind the, of the, the spanking scene. Oh, yeah, fucking. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. So wait, is there really only three sex scenes really? I think I think you kind of like there's a there's like at least like a glimmer of like because there's more. yeah because there's like a montage after the first like oh you've lost your virginity sex scene she like wanders through to the piano and he like carries <laughs> her off and you assume they're gonna go have sex again um god I can't remember it's <laughs> <laughs> but they're all basically like there's her on her back. He like tickles her for a bit and then gives her a head. Like that's it. That's yeah. literally every scene, isn't it? What I find really funny is in one moment he's got a peacock feather, and I just think yeah, like, that's bizarre. Do you know what I mean? Which like, one is that in? Is that the virginity one? No, I think that's late. That's in the that's in the playroom. That's one of the playroom ones. I think. Right. Okay. He's, he's, so he's that's got, the peacock sex. Yeah, one. he's got a peacock feather. Like, which is feels weird. Like, I, I don't know. It just kind of. A, you just 
a lot of the time you see those in like I don't know, middle class people's houses, like in a vase <laughs> or something like that. Do you know what I mean? They're like, also like of all the feathers, I think the least uh, nice feeling, the least sensual, the least soft. They're quite rough. Yeah, they look feathers, they look rough. I yeah, I, I guess like aesthetically quite pleasing, but kind yeah. of like uh, sensory wise, kind of to the touch. Yeah, probably not. And maybe the best. kind of symbolic in the sense that it's the male peacock that has the big plumage oh and i like he that. is a male sort of attracting his female like showing his colors and confidence i, like I might be giving them too much um credit on that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> credit <laughs> right um oh uh, yeah so let's talk about this business meeting and my first question for yeah. you is why is it so dark in that room i know because considering there's a lot of small print to read um and also it, do you know what it annoys me that they ha- I th- I think it's maybe meant to be a joke that she's like uh you got my address wrong and I'm like that's such a boring why is this in this scene that is just admin that is just admin yeah. like get to get to talking about like I agree with her nope you know you're she's like I've I've not done a lot of things but I'm pretty sure I don't want fisting fair enough but then she's like what are butt plugs like how do you not i feel like you would know if you what know what all the plugs? other things are <laughs> what are butt plugs <laughs> i like that sorry i realized that was the the uh, what you used to test my um headphones <laughs> yeah yeah what are butt plugs oh uh, it should be your text alert can that be if i ever message you that's what comes perfect up? yeah I'll, I'll, yeah i have it as a yeah, I have it as a, <laughs> as a person like what are butt, butt plugs? I, lo- oh, I love that it's got like kind of string swell underneath as well. Let's say that one last time. <laughs> what are butt plugs? Danny Elfman doing his finest work. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine I, I just kind of think like scoring that. Like right, what? Like he's there. He's there. He's Danny there Elfman with... scoring water butt plugs. Yeah, he's there with a quill <laughs> and uh, a nice bit of parchment, kind of writing the score. You know, you know how like when you read the soundtrack of a film, like the this, like you can get like music from the films, and they'll have like the names of the scenes. Do you think that bit of the score is called water butt plugs? I no, I reckon it's called something like really pedestrian. The business like, meeting, yeah. yeah. A, oh, the but negotiation. I, yeah. I really hope it's called Water <laughs> Well, like, so that, this scene, like, it, it gets to another point that fucking infuriated me, which is, is this clip, because I just found it so fucking patronising and the ghoul of Christian Grey. Can I just say how impressed I am with your commitment to this meeting? Ugh. And in that spirit... I'm going to throw in a sweetener. How about once a week, on a night of your choosing, we go on a date? Just like a regular couple. Dinner, movie, ice skating, whatever you want. Accepted. Gross. It's gross, (laughs) isn't it? I'm going to throw in a sweetener. What? I'm going to be a nice person one night a week. Yeah. The rest of the time, like, like... Also, like, not a nice person. As she keeps saying, it's like, why wouldn't you want to do those things with me anyway? Like, yeah. Do you, do you really think I'm that vapid a person? Like, you've clearly found me interesting enough. 
up until now. So you saying once I sign this contract, you're just going to like blindfold me and beat me and whatever. And then never like you don't want to talk to me. You don't you don't want to go for dinner with me. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go to a pub with me. Like, like what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really one of those like, I don't know, I'm like those situations where it's like, yeah, yeah, you can come over to my flat and have sex, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, make sure you're left like b- before like any of my flatmates wake up, like yeah. kind of scenarios. Like, it's all real dicey. And then like he so he says to her in this meeting, "I'd like to fuck you into the middle of next week." Week, yeah. Ah, uh, which. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. What is your problem with that phrase? What, like, what annoys you about? <laughs> What annoyed me about it's just like it's overly aggressive. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? And it's it's threatening because it's like yeah. it's it's like I'm gonna I'm like it's I I I kind of uh, equate it to like oh, I'm gonna like I'm gonna punch you so hard like you'll wake up right. next week or like okay. do you know what I mean? I'm gonna like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna fuck you so hard your clothes are gonna be out of fashion by the time we've stopped. Like, yeah. I, but yeah, I found the like the the you're not gonna sit down for a week more aggressive. Yeah, because that actually suggests actual pain. But like with that, the thing I think the thing that bothers me with this whole thing is that if he laughed a little bit more, it would be fine. <laughs> if he'd said that while well, that was like. God, you know what? I fancy you so much. I want to fuck you into next. Like, I want to keep fucking you until next week. Like, that would maybe yeah, even yeah, yeah. be charming. But because he never cracks a smile, he never tells a joke, and every time she laughs, he's like, "Take this seriously." And I'm like, "You should like, you should have a bit of fun at some point." <laughs> it feels like the type of thing that, like, if you were like, if you ironically watch this fit, or like, if you watch this with a partner. And like mm. both found that line like funny. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. would then you would then it would be like, oh like Yeah. Next time things are getting hot and heavy, I'm I'm breaking out that fucking line because it would like yeah. bring the house down. Um and then like what I love what well what, what I found hilarious in this scene is he goes full Sherlock Holmes about her blushing and he like he's like Oh yeah he's like, your, your your cheeks are getting red, your 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 pupils are dilating. It's like you're blushing. You 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 want to have sex with me, don't you? And like, like obviously, like we get. Yeah, she's like really shows her power in this. Like, I'm leaving. Do you know what I mean? He's like, he's like, yeah. Because yeah, doesn't he say like he does? I don't know. The thing I kept thinking about whilst whilst watching this film was, and it's probably like, uh, it's a product of this book and this film. Is like, uh, I used to listen like religiously to. My dad wrote a porno, and I, all I could yes. all I could think was like, was that? Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 and it's like yeah. his his dad's book is probably just as daft as this fucking stuff exactly, is. Exactly, exactly. This because I had the same because when I my thing because I love my dad wrote a porno as well, and the whole time always like, how is this sex? He's writing this to be sexy how does he think this is how does he think this is turning people on and this is exactly how i feel all the way through this film but what upsets me with this film especially is that it's proven that like you know she says like oh it's a little sweetener like he says like oh i'm gonna you know take you out for dinner and a movie it upsets me the idea that there are probably were probably women in the cinema watching that being like oh that's nice 
oh, that's fine then. I'm like, that's not fine. How are we making this mainstream yeah. fine? It's, <laughs> it's the least fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking weird, right? And then, like, so we get the graduation. Uh, like, also, all the time she was graduating, she didn't have a laptop. And I'm like, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, but like, then, then, then he, buy, he buys her a fucking car. Yeah. And, like, I've just written here, he's abusing her. She doesn't want this, does she? Like, because she's yeah. like, because, like, then we get, and to your point, something that you kind of wanted, like, to mention was the, the mum and, like, the way that character mm. is written. And we get a scene of her calling her mum, and it just feels like this This is only put in here so we can have her kind of express her doubt. She kind of, like, breaks down and, like, it's like, get yeah. out! Get out of there! How long have you known this guy? Like, that is a question throughout this. I'm like, how? what, what is the passage of time throughout all of this? Is it a day? Is it a, a week? Cu- is a it couple a of weeks, which they do say at the graduation. It's like, we've known each other a couple of weeks. I'm like, I guess that makes sense. So, like, why is he pushing her so much? Like, it's not been that long. But even then, like, that, the way that line's delivered sounds like a kind of thing of, like they're lying to make it sound like yeah. it's a bit like a bit more acceptable to be like, oh, it's been a couple of weeks as opposed to like, oh, I met him on fucking Tuesday. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? And like, exactly. I've pretty much been in his fucking pocket ever since. Yeah. I mean, also my thing about that, I think she's a shit mum. <laughs> yeah. She's terrible. I, she's a shit mum. Because it's like, I hate this also, this whole, I mean, it may also come from the fact that my really, maybe my, <laughs> the fact my, there's, this is maybe all saying a lot more about me, um, but like, my relationship with my mum, I think is fairly healthy. I get on well with my mum and my dad, but my mum has always said, like throughout my whole life, she's always, and it sounds kind of cruel, but she's like, you don't need me to be your friend, do you? You have friends. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, I, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, and so, like, when I see people like, oh, my God, my mom's my best friend. Oh, my, my mom's my best friend. It's like, your mom shouldn't be your best friend. Mm-hmm. She's, like, twice your age. Get your own friends. She should get her own friends. Yeah, she should yeah, be your yeah, mom. Yeah. And, like, her mom not showing up to her graduation because her boyfriend hurt his ankle or something. And it's like, he's a grown man. Like, this is your only daughter. Go to her graduation. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then and, and then she gets pissy with her because she's like, oh, I heard about your new boyfriend. That I had to hear about it from Ray. And it's like, well, you would have heard about it too if you'd shown up to her fucking graduation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, the reason you're hearing about it from your ex-husband is because your ex-husband went to the graduation <laughs> and so like this whole thing and it's like oh i'm getting drunk with my daughter and i'm like take some responsibility give your daughter some proper advice yeah it's <laughs> yeah it's... that's my rant about the mum figure <laughs> well, yeah the, the, the thing is like so he gets the fucking arse ache because she goes to visit her mum and it's like again mm. it's get out of there like what yeah. is wrong with you going to see your like her, going to see her mum and then even then, he just turns up out of fucking mm, nowhere. Uninvited. Oh, it's just so, like, I was like, I, I'm speechless. Oh. I'm fucking speechless you, at this shit. Do you know what my least favourite bit of that scene is when he shows up when the mum and, the, and, she, and they're drinking? Um, 
is when he shows up and he orders them gin and tonics and he goes to the waiter. He's like, cucumber with the Hendrix, lime with the Bombay Sapphire. And it's like, yeah, we all know that's how you drink gin. I would, that's obviously like, I drink a lot of gin. I know that's how you drink gin. I would never say that to a waiter. How rude is that? Like, just assume the waiter knows what they're doing. And if they don't, who gives a shit? It's a gin and tonic. Just leave it. Who do you think you're showing off to here? You're just proving you're a cunt to waiters. (laughs) And the fact you can only assume that the mum is supposed to be like a conduit for the audience in that. And she's like, oh, I'm a man after my own heart. And it's like, really? Oh, a man who knows how to order a gin and tonic. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, fucking life. (laughs) Do you mean like, and that's the thing, like she seems genuinely upset. Like with the fact that not only as like to get his own back on her, he goes for a meal with his abuser the night before. Yeah. So it's like, that's even more kind of like mind game fuckery that he's pulling. Yeah. He's turned up uninvited, kind of made her feel like shit, kind of like, I don't know, like she's there almost like groveling to the fact that, that like, oh, I've, I've broken the contract. I've been drinking. And it's like, you shouldn't have to feel bad. I know. About the enjoying whole thing in the contract about like you will eat healthy foods and you will drink this and all this like it like i feel i mean first of all that's ridiculous like eat and drink what you want but also what it the theme that runs through the film a lot with me in this is this idea of her being like pure and the purity of it it's like oh no you never drink oh no you never smoke you never drink take drugs you're just this perfect little pristine virgin kitten until I want to have my way with you that it's like she's only worthwhile in his eyes if she's like this sort of form of pureness yeah well I've like, written in my notes he's evil because like what he does <laughs> like he's evil yeah yeah but like but it bothers me that a woman also then wrote this character as a sexy character mm-hmm. for women to find attractive and I'm like that's not something you should want if I had a daughter and it was like, yeah, no, my, uh, my, this boyfriend, he won't let me drink a, a gin and tonic with you unless he's ordered it. My mum would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, um, get rid. Because what he does is he breaks her down, like, and then, like, mm. and then just does something, like, does a big grand gesture to be like, oh, it's all all right now. Like, you're going to come and do what's on my agenda, right? And she's like, I guess you're you're taking me out on a, a little a little plane, a little kind of glider, and it's like no, yeah. this is not how it fucking works. No, no. <sighs> yeah, that was the other time my partner walked in. He's like, "Why are they in a glider?" Yeah, <laughs> just stop asking questions. Just looking really fucking goofy <laughs> as well. They look really like goofy whilst they're like right. It was like I'm sure that was a fun day filming yeah. that, but like it's kind of not doing anything for the plot of this film. Um. Yeah, I guess there's meant to be some sense of like he's in control and she's like in free fall, like in his hands. And it's like that's maybe a metaphor for something. But again, I think I could be giving it all too much credit. (laughs) Well, (laughs) because this all happened like in like the last half hour of the film as well. And like, so when like when they have that falling out about. Her, um, her going back to her mum. This mm. is when we get 
his like backstory of why he is yeah. so messed up and possibly one of my favorite reveals in the film. The woman that gave birth to me was a crack addict and a prostitute. <laughs> died when I was four. I remember certain things. Terrible things. I, like, I, I don't know what, like, really? Is that the kind of backstory we're giving for him? Like, and it's... Yeah. Again, it's manipulative to the audience because it's supposed to be like, oh, feel sympathy for this guy and it's like no because like if like just because you've been abused does not give you the right to abuse someone else yeah and well also it pisses me off like his whole thing through like she set up because what i feel the the narrative that like what they're wanting the audience to be like is like Oh, don't be so stuck up and prudish, Anastasia. He's so handsome and rich. Just be sexually liberated like him. Yeah. And as because he keeps being like, have an open mind, be open minded. It's like the problem's not that she's not being open minded. The problem is that he's had a traumatic past that he's refusing to deal with and just like putting his own abuse on somebody else. Like that's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> That's not called having an open mind. It's called not going to therapy. <laughs> that like, and that's the thing, like, because he, he like flip flops, like, because obviously, yeah, he gets things back to how he wants. Like, once he like gets her like back from her mum's, back from Georgia, and yeah. then kind of drops off because, like, again, he's got to do business things, things that we have no <laughs> His idea. Business what that we doing. know nothing about. Nothing about. Occasionally, they give money to poor people in Africa. I've written that somewhere. It's like, oh, so you do? And it's like, yep, yeah, all of Africa, give, given all the poor in Africa. Like, okay, just that, cool. Oh. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so bad. Cause, cause um, th that's when we get like yeah he takes like because he's so riled up he takes her and flogs her and like i was just like that thing of he doesn't need a sex slave he needs a punching bag and some therapy mm. do you know what I mean yeah. he just needs to like vent his anger not on a fucking living being yeah the whole thing makes no sense and she's totally right to like walk out on him because the whole thing is like and him being like oh but it's all about pleasure not pain it's like she is not getting pleasure from this mm -hmm. she is not getting pleasure from the idea of this contract like it's not working you're the one being close-minded yeah i like because uh like i should have pulled this clip but like we get the kind of confrontation at the end and like she can't she she yeah she pushes him and says, like, why do you feel the need to, like, punish me all the time? Mm. And then he delivers the line, I'm 50 shades of fucked up. Oh, <laughs> like, I burst out laughing. Yeah, me too. Like, I was like, really? Really? Like, like is, this, is this what this film equates to? Because this is, like, in the kind of throes of the end of the film, right? And it's like... This is like it spurs her on to say, like, show me what you want to do to me. 
basically. Mm. And he, he takes her back to the playroom and like wants to, she wants to know the worst, like the kind of the, the 11 on the scale of fucking fucked up that he wants to go to. And he slapped her on the bum six times. That, I mean, yeah. And it's like, I think she, Dakota Johnson does a good job of being like, well, this is traumatic for me. And it's like, yeah, because it's clearly like a painful thing. I did feel like cinematically it was like, it's not that I'm a sadist and I want to see like scars on her butt, but I'm like, we should have seen the scars on her butt. Like we should have seen how aggressive and how wrong this was. It's like, this guy is awful. This is hurting. Like, because we only ever saw it from far away. Mm-hmm. And it could be easy for some people to be like, well, she seems a little upset by it, but it's probably not too bad. Yeah. But actually, like, there's been so many, like, scenes where, like, uh, oh, did you watch uh, The Terror? It's a TV show that was on no. earlier this year. I mean, there's a horrible, like, flogging scene in that set on a ship and it's like you know flogging is an actual punishment which is what this is technically meant to be he's punishing her and like you know when you usually see scenes like that in cinema it's like you know you see like the red and like bruises and stuff you see nothing like that yeah and i get because it's not sexy and it's not attractive and we shouldn't want to find that attractive but also we shouldn't be finding any of that scene attractive anyway it should be the scene where we're like oh yeah he's a dick and a psychopath but um but it's filmed yeah. in the same way that all the other kind of like like playroom all the other scenes, sex are. scenes are yeah filmed. so yeah. it's like this this needs to be different this needs to be stark yeah. like if this was just like a kind of a one shot just do you know what I mean like a kind of wide shot just like hanging on it that would have mm. like really ramped up the kind of the, mm. the, the tension it of needed, it it the... needed to be one or the other it needed to be that sort of that as you say like a wide shot or as i'm saying like fully like seeing the actual um implicate like the actual marks of it but instead it was just like medium shot she's crying mm-hmm. and he's just like counting down from 10 i don't know and it's like yeah it was pretty shit but it's like that sh- but in reality that would have been horrific mm-hmm. and you just didn't get that from yeah. the film at all and it's like the inciting incident in this film right because it's kind of like yeah. there's not really like there's it's quite it's quite scant on plot really for a film that kind of i don't know like, <laughs> it's yeah and like so that 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 we're wrapping that we're, we're wrapping up what happens in this film now like so that leads to them yeah. kind of having a big old dust up and she leaves, but just goes to her, like, her separate room in the apartment. It's like, get out of there. She doesn't get out of the house. Get out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. It, leave, leave. It, it, felt, it, it, it felt like, I felt like I was watching, like, a slasher movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, when they're kind mm. of like, get out of the house. Get out of that. Like, yeah. you, Michael Myers is still alive. Like, it's kind of like you're at the end of Halloween. It's like, get just just get the fuck out of there and then they yeah they like what it culminates in them kind of having an argument and then she's like i am leaving goodbye mr Mm. gray and then gets on the lift dun 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 and then it's it's curtains right 
I mean, I kind of get why she doesn't get the house because that's what happens in an abusive relationship that you kind of feel like confused and you're like, oh, maybe it was my fault. I don't also she's in a different like because he's in Seattle or something and that's not where she lives. Like she needs to get a helicopter back or something. (laughs) So like I can see why she's like, I'm just confused. And then she's like, yeah, you know what? I am going to head off. But if anything, that should just show you. It's like, yeah, he's properly like manipulated her he's properly got her under his finger what more could he want he's an abusive person she shouldn't be in a relationship with him so um so what did you make of the ending of this film you know what it's probably the thing i liked the most (laughs) the whole film was the end and not just because it was over um because it was kind of like oh it's ending there fair enough i feel like it could have ended there 30 minutes ago (laughs) and not (laughs) two hours and so on um and i am curious to watch the next film because it does feel like a cliffhanger but i have you've wrote on twitter something that there's an alternative ending right so yes there is right there there, there is an alternative ending to this film um oh my god which doesn't add which doesn't add much right all it all it adds is it's just a bit more and it's just both of them moping around like her crying in a taxi and you get kind of like flashbacks to like them enjoying themselves like riding on the helicopter that one time like them in the glider and stuff like that so it is very like it's very it's it's very bizarre like that there is a yeah that there there's a bit more and uh, I saw a lot of people like because I had to watch it on YouTube, like to, mm. to see this, and there's people going, "Well, that's that's not that that's in the book." So, what, like, why why is it not in the film? And it's like, well, it, um, it is on the unrated DVD, like Blu-ray, like copy of it. But it did. <laughs> somebody had 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 written on on, on underneath on YouTube. Uh, we'll shout her out. Her name is Boink Hannah. Uh, Amazing. Wrote, spoilers and then somebody <laughs> called james so that was three years ago somebody called james two months ago responded with i know this is three years old but girl shut the fuck up L- <laughs> lmao like spoilers but like she could have seen i'm sure the original endings also on youtube probably like and it's in the why? fucking title of like. Why are you you YouTubing alternative ending to a film ex- you've not seen? Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be in the title of the video. Like, oh, don't watch no. it. So does anything plot wise actually? There's nothing actually different. Nothing plot. No, that. no. It's just it's just it's just kind of the aftermath of that decision of her leaving. Of them being like, oh, do I regret this or not? Yeah, because they like, have some nice times. Well, I guess it all it does is it seeds in that fact that like, like the story's not over, and it's like right. everybody knew going into this film that it was going to be a free picture deal. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like that Talking thing of, of it's, horrific alternative endings. Have you ever seen the terrible alternative ending for the Pride and Prejudice movie? No. Kira Knightley one. Oh, is that the one that has that. um? Oh, what's his name? Uh, 
is it Tom McFadden who's in uh, Ma- Matthew McFadden? Matthew McFadden, who's who's yeah. brilliant as Tom on Succession. Yeah, he's and he's also so him and Kira Knightley are also in uh, Anna Karenina, and they're really fun in that because they're like playing older characters. Um, with Aaron Taylor Johnson, yes. who's our guy, you know, um, <laughs> and he's very hot in that film. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of Pride and Prejudice, because Pride and Prejudice ends with them being like, "We're gonna get married," and that's it and you're like great she ends up with mr darcy they're gonna get married live happily ever after but apparently there was an alternative ending i think for american cinemas where it's like them after their wedding and it's really cringy and they're like kissing by a lake and she's like what are you gonna call me and he's like i'll call you mrs darcy and like all these like all his pet (laughs) names for her it's the most cringeable thing i've ever watched um please look it up (laughs) it's great it's really good amazing and so i wondered if it was something like that where it was like oh we need something for the audiences who need like a bit more um but no No, i I think it was just a, a way to shift more like physical like media copies of it do you know what I mean like, pe- like right. yeah and I, I think they've like I don't know I, I'll I've, I've actually got it on blu-ray but annoyingly the blu-ray didn't work so that is oh no that is two pounds I'd fish. love to see the other special features yeah I'll, well I, I will I will report back when we get to uh, <laughs> 50 shades darker if I'm more knowledgeable oh, wow. on, on stuff that, that was fun. left on the cutting room floor I have literally I have literally no idea what happens in the rest of the films. I think at some point they do get married. I think I saw that spoiler. And I think at some point, I'm assuming from like the front cover of the book, there's like a mask ball. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So, so those are things I know and that's it. <laughs> so as, as we wrap this up, like mm-hmm. what, what do you want to see? in the next film what what like what changes what tweaks do you want to see in 50 shades darker i mean i'd like to see that he goes and gets some therapy or something and Mm -hmm. like starts to be like hey you know what maybe maybe my whole way of doing stuff isn't as open-minded as i thought maybe i've got some issues um i think that would be nice i would like to maybe see him give her the opportunity to be in charge a bit because this is the other thing it's like in this film he's like yeah i spent like several years as a submissive and now i'm a daughter and I, said, I don't think that's how it works i don't think it's like a career progression where you like do an internship as a submissive and then that allows you to become a dominant i feel like surely it's more that your per- personality is either suited to one yeah, or the yeah, other yeah. and so like him it's like, well, you're this woman obviously assumed you were a submissive, and it turns out you actually prefer being a dominant. You're assuming that she's a submissive. Maybe she would prefer to be a dominant. Yeah, maybe they're so, both yeah, a switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would it, like to maybe see them switch it up a bit. Perfect, perfect. Um, well, what about what, you? Uh, what would I like to see in the next one? I would like to see. I, well, looking at the poster, I'd also I, like I, to I think see the masked ball. <laughs> The masked ball may be in the next one because that is the poster for Fifty yeah. Shades Darker. So 
Right. Um, I, weirdly, I want to see some more Rita Aurora. I want to see like, uh-huh. I, I, I want to find out a bit more about his family. I want to know if that is kind of actually addressed the abuse. Yeah. So like, if that is kind of like delved into and kind of like, uh, given the, yeah. the treatment, it kind of like really warrants in this film to kind of, I, mm. I, I don't think we're going to, I think we're just going to have to like, be like, Oh, well that is his past. We're gonna leave it there because we need to we need to make it titillating yeah. and exciting for people. Also the actress that plays his mum, it really annoyed me for ages. I couldn't work out what I'd seen her in. And I remembered she's in Mona Lisa Smile, which is a film I really love. And she's really good in it. And I feel like I yeah, I'd like to see more of that actress. Um, but on that sort of theme, have you seen there's a documentary on Netflix? about these two identical twin brothers who like had a similar thing like their mother's friends used to abuse like her their mother used to basically rent them out from their like they were had this really posh family estate Have you seen this it's no. really interesting <laughs> and then his identical twin brother had some kind of like car accident when he was like 18 and like got amnesia and forgot all about this abuse so the twin brother decided to like start anew and be like not tell his brother about all the sexual abuse they'd had as like teenagers and kids. Whoa. Um until like their mother then died and they were like in their forties. And it's super intense. Um but it's really interesting and it's all about how like, you know, this upper class family like basically like just overlooked all this abuse. And I kind of feel like that's kind of what's happened here. This is a really traumatic thing that we're just like, if it had been, and again, it's like, if this was a, a, if Christian was a woman and it's like, yeah, when I was 15, one of my dad's friends made me his submissive, Mm -hmm. he'd be like, whoa, like that (laughs) wouldn't be allowed as like a mainstream film. We'd be like upset about it. I don't think it like, you're right. I feel like it should be examined but i feel it won't be and i don't know if it's the place to examine (laughs) well we've talked about things that we want to see in the second one things that we definitely will and won't be seeing so we will be seeing the return obviously of dakota johnson jamie dornan it looks like rita aurora is higher up on the uh uh cast listing and we will also see a uh an appearance from Kim Basinger in the sequel. Oh. So that feels like something to look forward to. One thing we won't be seeing is the return of Sam Taylor Johnson behind the director's chair. Oh. She is then replaced by James Foley, who um, right. I believe would have brought in our Coppola connection for that episode, which will be cinematographer John Schwartzman. So that's when we really get into the world of the Coppola family and what it's all about when we talk about Fifty Shades Darker. Wow. So this is kind of a non, this is a setup for that episode, really. I have broken the rules to talk about (laughs) this film, Charlie. This is, this is, this is, yeah, I set myself some some hard rules and I've broken them for this. I hope. I hope that the listeners at home are, are, have enjoyed this. If you've suffered through 
to this point because I think I think I think it's been a, a very fun. It's, I've loved this conversation. I just hope that that this isn't one that people skip over because like <laughs> there's no book. actual couple of connection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to admit, I I misread your uh, messages to me when I was like, "What is the connection?" You're like, "Oh, it's Judge Schwartzman," and I started what, and I in my head, I think because I was still on the Mr. Banks thread. I got halfway through this film and I'm like, when's Jason Schwartzman coming in? And then I was like, of course he's not in this film. What am I doing? But this is my question to you. If he were in this film, who would he play? I reckon he would be relegated to like the Jose character. A Jose Uh, type. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he, like that, he's, he's, I don't know. He's not, he's, he seems far too short to play Mr. Grey. Like, he's not I, a Christian. I would have liked to have maybe seen him as uh, Tyler, the, the driver who goes and buys her clothes. Brilliant. Because yep. I would have loved to have watched him go shopping for clothes for her. Or the brother. Um, or or his, 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 his brother, Elliot. Yes, who just sleeps with everyone. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine him, like, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think it would have been great. He kind of would have really, like, how i don't know hammed it up a bit i could imagine him playing it a bit like how kieran culkin plays roman roy on succession like quite sarky and sneering a lot of the time and being a real dick yeah that yeah one of those two that would have been fun yeah i would have wished him to be in this film but i don't think we're gonna see him unfortunately no jason schwartzman is not in any of these films his his (laughs) his older brother just was the cinematographer so um, thank you so much, Charlie, for coming and talking to me about Fifty Shades of Grey. Thank you for having me. I very much look forward to uh, having you back to talk about Fifty Shades Darker and then again <laughs> to talk about Fifty Shades Breed. Um, where can people wow. keep up to date with you and everything you're doing, whether it's comedy, acting, all that kind of jazz? What's the best way to keep up to date? Um, so probably Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Charlie V Martin. Um, on Facebook, I'm on at Charlie Vero Martin Comedy, and I have my website, Charlie Vero Martin. Um, and yeah, so I usually post upcoming gigs and stuff I'm doing there. Amazing. Well, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna close you out on only thing that is fitting the end of this podcast our butt plugs And there we have it, guys. The first outing into the Fifty Shades of Grey saga. If you're a massive fan of this film and you feel like me and Charlie might have done it dirty, don't hesitate to get in touch. You can do so on all the social medias. So that is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Letterboxd, all at Caged In Pod. And be sure to follow those as well, especially uh, Letterboxd. You get to maybe get an early glimpse of what I think of these films, whether it's for a star rating or sometimes put a little review like I did for Fifty Shades of Grey. Two stars, baby. <laughs> uh, thank you again to Charlie for joining me. Uh, 
it was uh yeah i can't think of anyone better to be embarking on this weird and wonderful journey through the 50 shades saga with and i can't wait to have that second conversation uh to release yeah to you guys during that christmas perineum that kind of no man's land week you get between christmas and new year baby we're going to be back to give you a little saucy treat that hopefully ooh, you might have to listen away from the prying ears of your family when you're having that little alone time in your uh, childhood bedroom or wherever you're staying over that christmas period or maybe you've vacated already back to your 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 cushy flat wherever you live or your your family home away from relatives and you're you're enjoying it anyway speaking of christmas next week we kick off with uh, one of two christmas films we'll be talking about over the festive period and it is the 1985 world peace solving film rocky four baby and yes it is a christmas film that fight takes place on the 25th of december so we're taking it as a christmas film uh i was joined by Stu within uh, for that one who is the host of too many podcasts to mention and i mentioned all of them on next week's episode and uh yeah Stu's a wonderful guy and it was a perfect if he's the perfect guest to talk about this film he has such an amazing story of when he first saw it and uh can't wait for you guys to hear it if you would like to support this podcast you can do so in a manner of ways if you'd like to do so by giving me some money one of the ways you can do that is by going to ko-fi.com forward slash caged in pod you can buy me a nice little digital cup of coffee it's one-off payment and it's nice and easy and it keeps keeping these lights on over here at caged in towers or if you want to really make a commitment if you feel like hey petros he's a nice guy feel things are going steady with the podcast when you join it for a good long while oh no i want to take it to the next level you can do so by going over to patreon.com forward slash caged in pod where you will have access to movie brat bros the brand new podcast that will be launching this january this coming january and will be a deep dive at the look uh, deep dive look at the films of brian de palma and all the other movie brats as well over time but the first season will be brian de palma and that'll be fortnightly and you will get that pod well twice a month i shouldn't say fortnightly because that 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 could sway things off and uh, it won't be fortnightly it'll be twice a month you'll get those episodes but that's a little as two pound fifty or three dollars a month so yeah you can't you can't you can't sniff at that for basically a completely other podcast however if you don't want to part with any cash you can support this podcast like i said by following on the socials or you can head on over to apple podcast acast or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now and leave a spanking five star rating and review so as always guys i have been petros patsilovas your guide through the crazy world of the coppola family tree well maybe not this week but however Remember to keep it caged in and I'll catch you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.